All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Well, welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Sukera. Now, Walt is the managing partner of Akron-based AKW Group in Fairlawn, also in Washington, Pennsylvania. They are uh, an organization that invests their clients' money in individually owned stocks and custom-made portfolios just for their particular client and, and their clients' interests and, and their tolerance for, for the wildness of the stock market. Do you have any questions this half hour? You can call Walt directly at 330-673-1234, listening online at WNR.com, toll-free at 800 669 100. Well, Walt, last week it looks like investors uh, kind of took a breather. They kind of laid back, took a break, and let things uh, cool down in the market. It, it did cool a bit, Bob. It was a tough week for stocks, and I think the Treasury market threw off investors a little bit last week. Uh, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average fall a half a percent, down about 182 points uh, for the week. Year-to-date, we're at 13.3% on that Dow Jones Industrial Average. The S&P 500 index was off 1%, off about 42 points. Year-to-date, standing at 15.2% return. Uh, The NASDAQ was off 1.9% for the week, lost 274 points. Year-to-date, we're at 11.9%. And the Russell 2000, which again measures those smaller and mid-cap stocks, had a rough week, Bob, off 5.1% for the week, lost about 116 points. And year-to-date, we're at 9.5% on that Russell 2000 index. And again, that's uh, fallen quite a bit. So we see a little bit of divergence uh, between uh, you know, some of the, some of the uh, larger stocks and smaller stocks and mid-cap stocks. And I, I think you know, people are looking for a little bit more of a defensive bias, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, you know peak uh, growth here, and so so I think you know right now the market is trying to find its footing as we head into the second half of the year. Now, some of the investors out there, there's another another term that is being bandied about, uh, maybe a kind of like another boogeyman for the for the market called peak growth, and this is a uh, scaring some investors. What does now the term peak growth mean, and why is this a uh, new phrase uh, turning people off to the market? Yeah, Bob, a lot of people are talking about this, <clears throat> and it, it, <clears throat> it is the new boogeyman of the market, the new monster that everybody's worried about. And it's just really talking about how the rate of change, you know, when we look at corporate earnings, when we look at gross domestic products, stock prices, uh, the amount of stimulus, the amount of easy money, everything is, is near highs. Uh, you know, we, we just have had everything kind of working in the right direction, you know, uh, after the big shutdown following the pandemic, 
Uh, we saw an incredible amount of monetary stimulus, fiscal stimulus. Uh, you know, we got the virus under control in a very uh, efficient manner. And, you know, now as everything is coming back online, you know, it sets the stages for, uh, you know, some tough, some tough comparisons as we go forward. We know that this growth isn't going to continue forever. You know, we have a very large economy. Uh, so everybody starts to worry about the slowdown and the fact that, you know, we're probably reaching this point in time where everything looks maybe as good as it's going to look for a while. So uh, nobody wants to get caught in the excess. Uh, everybody wants to be, you know, a little bit prudent here. And I think that's why uh, you have this fear of these peak growth scenarios. Uh, maybe it's time to kind of look the other way a little bit and figure out how to take some risk out of the portfolios. Another aspect of this market is the return of the retail investor is in there now. More and more people are investing and trading in stocks. Is this a good or bad thing for the markets? It's been phenomenal, Bob. I mean, I think long-term it's good. Um, Short-term it could be a negative. Uh, You know, we really, I don't know if it's the retail investor or the retail speculator. You know, you have so many people out there that I think, uh, you know, during the pandemic, had a lot of excess capital, excess money that came in for various reasons, probably because they stopped spending, and a lot of people found their way to put some money in the stock market. You know, when you look at the Reddit forum, you know, the Wall Street Bets forum, I had a 1.3 million uh, members a year ago. We're at 11 million members now, Bob. So, you know, just a lot more people out there, and you look at a trading platform like Robinhood, uh, which had, you know, a very small amount of investors and accounts on there and now at 18 million accounts. Um, you know, the interesting thing about that is that most of the account sizes there on average are about $4,000 account. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of smaller investors, younger investors, and sometimes people that have really the money that they've saved in the stock market. Uh, so the reality for us is realizing that that group of people may be speculating uh, they've never really seen a, a down market, you know, a 5% correction, let alone a 10 or 15 or 20% correction. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this all kind of plays out as we maybe get into some volatility and some tougher markets. Talking to Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron. Once again, if you have any questions for Walt, 330-673-1234 to talk about stocks, the stock market, investing, and more. Now, when you talk about stocks and your own outlook and how you invest the money for your clients, you always talk about valuation, a very important concept in your investment philosophy, your strategy, your tactics. If you feel that we are now overvalued or overextended and overdue, we do, Bob. We feel we feel we are overvalued. I mean, any measure you look at as far as the stock market is concerned, I mean, we'll just go through a few. You know, trailing PE ratios were at, at 20, 29 times. Um, you go back uh, only in history, back in the early two thousands, did we see that uh, trailing PE ratio at twenty nine times. Uh, forward PE at twenty one point four. Again, you got to go back to that two thousand time frame. We were at about twenty five point seven times. Uh, the Schiller PE uh, is again another measure. We're at 37.9. Again, you got to go back to 2000 to see it at 43. Uh, price to sales, we're at 3.2. So, just that metric alone on the market, we've never had a ratio that high, a metric that high. Uh, the Cuban Tobin Q is at an all time high. The Buffett indicator looks at GDP. 
Um, you know, again, we're 2.24 highest ever. So every measure that we can look at um, metric-wise is showing us for a peak valuation. And uh, we have to recognize that, you know, the market is at, at all-time highs. So given that, most people would say, well, hey, now's the time to, to, you know, get my money out of there while it's still there and take my profits. But yet you keep investing in the stock market, even though it's showing such extreme overvaluation. Why, why do you do that? Well, and that's the that's the challenge, Bob. We don't invest in the stock market here. Our group focuses on individual stocks. Uh, we always tell people, you know, it's not a stock market. It's a market of stocks. You know, if you went uh, came down here to West Akron today and you went into Macy's, you wouldn't be going in looking for the whole store. You're not buying the store. You know, you might be going in and looking at a certain item, a certain category that they have on sale, something that you need. And that's exactly how we approach investing. You know, we're always looking for the bargains. Uh, we're looking for where there's undervaluation. And even though the market can be extended, there still can be some good opportunities out there to put your money in. Let's talk about something else that has been another uh, sort of a thorn in the side of the big bull market out there, and that's the concern about inflation and a possible monetary showdown now between the Federal Reserve and inflation. What, how is that shaping up? Uh, in, is inflation really going to be that big of a concern? It, it is, Bob. We see that it's getting a little bit more sticky. Um, we know that uh, if you look at inflation, you look at the numbers, where you start to see it come into play right now is, you know, in wages. Uh, wages tend to be a little bit more sticky and also in housing. Um, so, you know, as you have these these prices come up, it's it's harder to, to wash that out of the system. You know, people that are paying up for employment right now, um, you can't hire somebody and then turn around a year from now and say, well, we had to pay you too much when we hired you. You know, people tend to stay because of those wages. Um, so, you know, inflation probably will be a little bit more sticky, and we know that the Federal Reserve you know, has to uh, really, really combat this at some point, whether it be through tapering, uh, whether it be through higher rates. Uh, we, we know that there is a little bit of a showdown coming up. Uh, they have a meeting here later in the month and then the big meeting uh, in Jackson Hole, uh, which will happen in August. And again, we're going to get a lot of rhetoric about what the inflation, you know, what the Federal Reserve is uh, thinking and, and what they're going to do in regards to this inflationary numbers that look awful high. Once again, Walt Sakara is talking with us from the AKW Group here in Akron, talking about investing in a market of stocks, not the stock market. So once more, if you have any questions, 330-673-1234 to talk to Walt Sakura. Now, some of the things you look at every week, uh, you look at all the different uh, articles coming out, and there was a survey conducted last week that you noticed by the job seeker website monster.com, and they say that 95% of current employees are now considering a job change and they're calling this the Great Resignation. That alone sounds kind of staggering, but another trend that has been coming out of the pandemic are our people really reassessing their careers now, or their, in fact, their entire lives and, and uh, their prospects for happiness. They are, Bob, and we see record amounts of people um, quitting their jobs, uh, looking for different employment. I mean, this uh, Monster.com survey is an interesting one. I mean, 95%, I mean, when I saw that, I had to read it four or five times, and you know, but it does seem like a lot of people are evaluating and they have options. Um, you know, the job market is, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that need employment out there. And I think people are reconsidering, uh, you know, what they're doing for a living. I, I think COVID has made so many changes, uh, you know, across the board in people's minds and, and, and their expectations and their wants and their needs as they go forward. And I, I think those trends are going to play out for years to come. 
Once more, we're talking to Walt Sekirip on Invest Wisely here on the Advice Line on WNIR. Now time to shift over to our Stock Talk segment. Once more, if you have a question about a particular stock, you can call Walt and get some some input, some idea what he thinks of that particular issue. He's been doing this more than 30 years, and he's currently, of course, deeply invested in the market. So if you have a question about a particular stock, whether you own it, you want to sell it, you want to buy it, you're just curious about it, give us a call now and let, let Walt give you his opinion. 330-673-1234 here in Akron and again on W1Hour.com from anywhere, including their offices in western Pennsylvania. Call us toll-free at 800 800- Six six nine four one hundred. Once again, this is the time for second quarter earnings reports. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company was one of the many banks that kicked off the quarter's earnings report season, and they are long-term holding in your core equity portfolios. So, what did you see from old J.P. this week as they compared their results and comparing those results to last year, for example? Really good results, Bob. Again, J.P. Morgan Chase is, you know, arguably the the most dominant bank in the United States. You know, they have leading uh, positions in investment banking, commercial banking, credit card uh, issuance and usage, uh, retail banking, asset and wealth management franchises. Uh, you know, you look at this company, again, they reported really strong earnings, um, three, 303 a share versus $1.38 a share last year. Um, so, again, some pretty easy comparisons versus last year's uh, three months. But, Again, they're releasing a lot of the reserves. You know, the, they had to put more reserves as, as we went into the pandemic, and uh, the Federal Reserve mandated that. And they released another $3 billion of reserves uh, on top of the $5.2 billion that they already put out there. So, uh, again, you know, the bank is probably doesn't have a lot more on that end to do, but in, in a really good position with all the different, um, you know, way, ways that they kind of service uh, the financial needs of, uh, you know, individuals and, and institutions out there. Uh, so, again, we feel very confident about J.P. Morgan and, and the prospects as we look out over the next few years. Now, the other major banks, like uh, Goldman Sachs and others, also reported last week. And in general, how are the banks looking? And do any of those particular stocks have your interest as a possible purchase? Yeah, but we keep looking at the banks. We know that it's going to be a good environment for the banks, especially if interest rates start to come back up. Um, you know, we saw interest rates come down here, so maybe the next quarter or two there's still some margin pressure uh, on the banks. But, uh, you know, we look over the next three to five years, they're well-positioned, uh, you know, well-capitalized, and, and people need lending and financial services. So, uh, you know, we, we keep looking at the space. Goldman Sachs, which you mentioned, is a very powerful investment bank, probably the the only true, uh, pure investment banking franchise out there anymore. So, again, we we've always liked Golden, Goldman. Uh, we've we owned it at various times in our portfolios over the years, and uh, it's always one that has our attention. And, we, and we're not currently in it, but we continue to look at it. Now, in technology that has really been the, one of the driving forces of this long-running bull market so far. Last week, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing reported their earnings, but while they were strong. They fell short of expectations. Now, you do not own this stock, but why do you think uh, the Taiwan Semiconductor results may be important to your other microprocessor stocks? Well, while we continue to see shortages here, uh, we can continue to see a lot of uh, demand. And, and re- you look at the future, we know this is going to be a really important area for investors. Um, uh, Taiwan Semiconductor had great results. Uh, their sales were up 26%. Uh, 3.3 billion over 10.6 billion earnings were up 18 percent. Um, Wall Street was hoping for more, expecting more. Therefore, we saw the stock trade off a little bit. But 
again, this is one to keep your eyes on. I think we mentioned this last week. It's one that's definitely on our uh, watch list and, uh, you know, one that we think has some, some long-term significance. And, uh, the, you know, the, what they're doing really kind of plays through through a lot of the other semiconductor manufacturers out there that uh, we hold and we have interest in, um, Intel and NVIDIA, AMD, uh, you know, this is a very competitive market and a lot of changes that are going on right now. Another company, of course, is Intel. Now, you uh, own that in your core equity portfolio, and they were in the news last week about a, a rumor of a $30 billion offer for global foundries currently owned by the part of the Abu Dhabi government. Uh, why would that be a good thing for Intel, if at all? Well, they're looking for capacity, Bob. So, I mean, Intel's looking at this acquisition. It's interesting because AMD years ago actually spun off this, uh, the global foundries uh, uh, to the Abu Dhabi uh, government there. But uh, it's really kind of interesting uh, at this point that, uh, you know, Intel is looking at this. There's mixed opinions. I, I read a lot of different opinions on this over the weekend. And, uh you know, some people see it as positive. Other 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 analysts and research uh, people out there feel this could be a potential negative and could take them off track of some of the other initiatives they should be focused on. But it just shows the significance and the importance of uh, capacity. And if they're willing to spend $30 billion to bring that capacity online a little bit quicker, it just shows the needs of, of the market uh, currently. More tech stocks that are due include uh, companies like IBM and Netflix, Intel, Twitter, AT&T, Seagate, Texas Instruments, Snap. Uh, as investors are looking at these results, what should they be expecting and watching for as these reports are going to be released for the next couple of weeks? Well, Bob, you know, we expect really, really strong results across the board. A lot of these tech companies, I think, will continue to show really strong revenue and really strong uh, or, you know, earnings growth. Uh, we have to look at all the metrics. Um, obviously, you know, we're going to be looking at a lot of the forward statements uh, that these companies are, are really making as they look out to next quarter and, and you know, as far as they'll make comments forward. Uh, so that's really what we pay attention to. We, we check the numbers. Uh, we, we check the valuation. You know, Bob, as we always say, it's, you know, two components for us, financial power and attractive valuation. So, as these reports come out, you know, we check that. Is the financial power there? And, you know, is the valuation still makes sense? And then we, we kind of dive in and listen to the company and look, look at the story. They're kind of uh, laying forward over the next uh, few quarters, if, again, if they look out that far and, you know, compare that to a lot of the research that we pay attention to. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, touch points in, in this research and methodology that we use. And, uh, but it helps us build the, the right expectations and, and the right find the right potential uh, investments that we want to be in. You know, the idea is to be in our best ideas, and if we continue to do that work over and over, it helps lead us there. Talking to Walt Secura on Stock Talk, kicking your calls at 330-673-1234. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Morning. Uh, I was wondering, uh, I'm watching uh, Sprinkler, uh, symbol CXM, and it's... Uh, I'm not 100% sure what they do, but I watched some YouTube videos with John Chambers, who was a founder of Cisco, and uh, it's something to do with customer experience, uh, uh, software, and so forth. But there's uh, YouTube videos, and I, I kind of go with, in the past, I've went with uh, the personalities of these guys. I really like this John Chambers. He always comes on after the Cisco earnings, and tells all the details, and uh, in the past, I've 
I've picked stocks with the guys that have great personalities like Jack Mao with uh, Alibaba. He was, during the initial offering, he was very personable. I said, boy, this guy's just a really a, a nice guy. So that's one of the reasons I bought that. I know you'd give me an F for choosing a stock like that. <laughs> but by no. that criteria, however, looking back historically, I had uh, Honeywell and uh, Diamond Foods. And I and uh, actually, Icon Enterprises, Carl Icon, and because I like their attitude during their all their interviews. But anyway, getting back, that's my own little uh, side note. But anyway, have you ever heard of this sprinkler? It just came out at CXM. John Chambers is in it, and he's a was a previous superstar. He's on the board, and he's really touting it. And uh, the, their competitors are Salesforce dot com and they're 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 coming along i don't know but but like i say for me it's a speculation i wouldn't have a clue what they're uh what they're doing or i'd probably never use their products or anything yeah yeah i, I have looked at this ken um you know they they unify a lot of the platforms the enterprise platforms that are important to companies today so uh, they pull in the sales and engagement the marketing and advertising the customer interface uh messaging, live chat, emails, voice channels, uh, trying to put everything together so that, you know, companies have this uh, information system and they can look across. You know, uh, it, you, you probably have experienced in your career, you know, in the old days it was hard for business units to communicate effectively, to know what was going on. Um, I always laughed. I worked in a bank and I worked in the investment department and we weren't even sure what a lot of times what the marketing department was doing and what they were selling out. So these these platforms just kind of help create customer-facing solutions, and they help uh, the enterprise think through and see the customer, which makes them a more dynamic organization. So uh, all these are important investments. I mean, once they get integrated, uh, they have a lot of um, – it's hard to switch uh, from them. So, you know, it's an economic moat that we like because – you know, companies invest a lot of time. They train people to use them, and once they get integrated, they they kind of stay with companies for a long time. So, and as you mentioned, you know that personalities matter, leadership matters. I mean, again, I, I wouldn't give you an F. I think that uh, you just got to be careful, and you know, if you find the right people to believe in and trust, uh, it, you know, then I think they they lead you to some good investments sometimes. But uh, you know, I think all that matters, and I think you made some good points. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm watching it here. I I think uh, it's kind of a speculation in a field that uh, I probably ought to be more involved with. Like you have a lot of input from uh, items that I would never. Let's say I think you've mentioned uh, Etsy and and Crocs. You've mentioned mm-hmm. some things be uh, that I wouldn't even. Uh, you know what I mean? It's uh, outside my realm because I, I don't have any. Uh, input from many relatives or family uh, about the well, Lululemon's another one that's you know I couldn't even imagine someone paying $200 for a pair of tights but, or or those you know some of that stuff is way out right. of my my wheelhouse but anyway it's interesting to follow and they've been good ones for people but uh, absolutely no I mean I, I think you're right and and that's the idea you know you stay within your your competence um, but when you can find, you know, research that you trust and people that you trust, then you can kind of sometimes venture outside of that. So right. you do it no. you do it the right way. You know, just kind of you learn and, and pay attention and find opportunities. So. 
in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to tell you about my first stock. I think you'll be impressed. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing to it. All right, buddy. Six yeah, absolutely. Years ago. No, that would be uh, 67 years ago, my first stock. All right. Well, you call back. We we look forward to hearing from you every weekend. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Uh, uh, Bye-bye. Once again, we're talking to Walt Secura, the AKW Group here in Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania. Of course, as we're telling you every week, they are affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company, where it provides private wealth management, asset management, investment banking, and private equity service to their clients. Walt and his team also provide financial planning, retirement planning, estate plan reviews, tax reviews, and more to their clients, along with the investment and the investment uh, opportunities that they present to them. But uh, when you get in the world of retirement planning, this is the golden age for retirement planners, without any question. With the baby boomers, uh, so many of them going into retirement, uh, you mentioned that if you just Google retirement planning, you'll get over 350 million results. That's a custom retirement plan for every single living being in this country. <laughs> That's a lot of retirement plans. The world is filled with retirement advice, so how do you sort through all that to get real advice that's good for you? Well, Bob, I, I think you have to take more of an educational approach and, and consider you know, more depth. Uh, there's a lot of articles that are written. It's a very hot topic. Uh, it's a very salesy topic. You know, A lot of people in our industry use it as... Uh, you know, something to spark interest and, and get people to talking to them. And, uh, you know, they, they use it for, you know, selling a lot of financial products. But I think pure retirement education, you know, is, is, is deeper. It takes time. It takes effort. Um, you know, and that was what's led us to these classes that we're putting together for the fall where, you know, we really want to do a good job. And, you know, it's uh, six hours of education for the retirement uh, planning class. It's four hours of education for the rejuvenate your retirement class. And I think it takes at least that to start considering some of the issues and, you know, walking out with some, some information that'll help you build a plan and a process that, you know, really is going to be important to your life for the next 20 or 30 years. Again, it's so important. And what you're doing here locally is that you're offering the retirement classes we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, uh, starting uh, very soon in the next month or so, both in, uh, in Akron here at the Kent State University Hotel and Conference Center and at the South Point Town Center outside of Washington, Pennsylvania. There are two distinct classes, retirement planning today for those about between like 50 and 65 from pre-retirement, and then renovate your retirement for those over 65. So once again, uh, Walt, tell us about the list of topics that will be covered in each class and, and how to get a hold of them. Yeah, so the retirement planning today, Bob, will be, as you said, anybody that's moving towards that retirement, and if you're 50 and, and older, I think it's appropriate. The sooner you start thinking about these issues, the better. Um, the sooner you start making adjustments, the better. And we'll talk about life planning, uh, needs and expenses. We'll talk about roadblocks and mistakes. We'll talk about income sources, plan distributions from from retirement plans today, how how you go about that, investments, uh, the way that should look, and the way it looks for a lot of investors out there as they're in these stages, uh, risk management issues and estate planning issues. And uh, in the uh, Rejuvenate Your Retirement, we we kind of stay off of some of the topics because some of the decisions probably already made, and we look more at income concerns and if the money's going to last. Um, you know, how you go about making sure it does last and, and also talking more about health care needs and estate planning needs and really distribution plans that you have for the assets, which becomes so important. Uh, we're seeing that more and more with our client base today as, as our clients are getting older, uh, you know, thinking about their loved ones, thinking about their, their spouses, their kids. Uh, you know, a lot of people, Bob, can invest the money for themselves, but 
you know, their, their, their spouse might have never been involved, their kids, their grandkids may have never been involved, and you want to make sure you set up the right plans. So all the hard work and all the good things that you did over the years just don't go by the wayside, that you, that you leave it entrusted uh, with people that will help continue to do what you did for most of your life, uh, taking care of those assets. Want to find out more? Go to the website, akwgroup.rwbear.com, and click on the link, Events, the list of dates, times, and locations of these retirement classes. Again, that's akwgroup.rwbear.com. Well, Walt, what about the coming week? Uh, with a down week behind us, do you think that, uh, once again, the stock market will rubber band back to the top? Well, let's hope, Bob. We're going to get a lot more earnings reports, economic data to pay attention to, and we'll, we'll see what this crazy market does. Once again, Walt Secure with the AKW Group here in Akron. Call them in Fairlawn on West Market Street at 234-466-7476, 234-466-7476, or call their Washington, Pennsylvania office. Sue Marshall's out there, 412-480-5090. Tell them you heard them on WNIR, Kent Akron. Walt Secure, talk to you again. Have a good week. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Advanced Micro Devices, Inc., symbol AMD. Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol BABA. Cisco Systems, Inc., symbol CSCO. Crocs, Inc., symbol CROX. AT&T, Inc., symbol T. Sprinkler, Inc., symbol CXM. Etsy, Inc., symbol ETSY. Goldman Sachs Group, symbol GS. Alphabet, Inc., symbol GOOGL. Honeywell International, Inc., symbol HON. International Business Machines, symbol IBM. Intel Corporation, symbol INTC. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, symbol JPM. Lululemon Athletica, Inc., symbol LULU. Macy's, Inc., symbol M. NVIDIA, symbol NVDA. Netflix, Inc., symbol NFLX. Salesforce.com, Inc., symbol CRM. Snap Inc., symbol SNAP. Seagate Technologies, symbol STX. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Corporation, symbol TSM. Texas Instruments Incorporated, symbol TXN. Twitter Inc., symbol TWTR. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from J.P. Morgan Chase and & Company and AT&T Inc. in the past 12 months. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have been compensated by J.P. Morgan Chase and & Company for non-investment banking related services in the past 12 months.